0: As always, things moving pretty fast when it comes to the medical details of COVID-19. So I'm happy to say the doctor is in. Here's our medical expert, Dr. Lucas, who joins us now on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Lucas, good afternoon, my friend.
1: Good afternoon, Jeff. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for being here, as always. Uh, There's been lots of talk, of course, about when will it be safe to reopen the economy now, in the U.S., President Trump suggesting it could happen before the end of the month. Here in Canada, there seems to be a bit more of a cautious approach. And I'm just wondering, from a medical perspective, Lucas, uh, what signs should we be looking for?
1: Well, I think I think it's a little bit premature to talk about opening the economy, but the job of the president is to appease the people who are, I'm sure, very nervous and uncomfortable financially. So I think that's really where he's coming from. From a medical perspective, I have been on record. I've been saying this. Uh, you've heard me say it on your radio show. we have talked about it on TV as well. I really think we, we need the antibody testing. We, we need to see who's immune. We need to see who truly has developed these antibodies that will protect us, that will prevent spread of the disease. Otherwise, we are really facing a second wave, maybe a third wave. And what happens when we do reopen the economy? And what happens when we do reopen the borders? And the next thing is, we have another outbreak, we have another epidemic within our country that leads to another pandemic. And then what do we do? So I think until we have more testing, both the swabs and the antibody testing, and the vaccine is imminent, it's not until then will I say from a medical perspective, Jeff, that I feel comfortable saying, oh, yes, let's go back to normalcy.
0: Okay, so it's the testing and specifically the antibody testing that's key here. It's not the case numbers or the caseload and whether or not we've flattened the curve or planked the curve.
1: Well, so that's a good point because in Canada, we are flattening the curve. Like there was a point in March where our doubling rate was every three days. And, and Dr. Tam yesterday said we were doubling now every 10 days. So we're doing a tremendous job with the social and the physical distancing. that. That is inspiring. That's really, really good. But when you ask about, like, completely getting back to our normal day-to-day life, I mean, how can we guarantee that someone around us is not infected with the virus? That they may be asymptomatic, they may be shedding the virus. So myself, personally, I think testing is the key. I mean, you want to see the numbers flying. You want to see the curve line. You want to see the hospitalizations going down. Eventually, we'll see the deaths really going down. That will be very good. That's, I'm not trying to say that's not important, but we really need some sort of documentation or some sort of comfort that those around us are also immune. Otherwise, you know, I, like I, I would not feel comfortable going in public places until that happens. That's maybe, maybe that's you know, too much, but that's kind of where my head is at.
0: Okay, you just mentioned being asymptomatic. In other news, there's a new study that says COVID is largely spread by those who are yet to show symptoms. Uh, What can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, so these studies, I mean, they're fascinating, but it seems the day or two days, within those 48 hours when you start showing symptoms, that is when you're shedding the most amount of virus. So imagine, you know, you, you haven't showed any symptoms. You're going to your grocery store and assume you didn't have a face mask or face cover on. And unknowingly within those last or within those 48 hours before you do get the symptoms of the fever or the cough or whatever else you are spreading the droplets. you are spreading it into the air, you are spreading it onto surfaces and you don't know it. I mean, again, I I don't want to circle back to the antibody testing or more testing why it's important, but the fact that you might not know that you have the virus, that you're carrying it and that you're shedding the most amount of virus within those, one to two days before you actually show symptoms. I mean, my goodness, like that, that's eerie, that's chilling. It's its um, its something that, you know, the studies are, 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 are opening our eyes. That's what I'll say, that this is possible.
0: Well, that's why COVID spreads like it has and how it does and why it can be potentially just so deadly. And of course, New York, we learn, will make masks mandatory in public as of tomorrow. So does this study, do you think, further underscore the importance of using a mask when you're out in public?
1: Correct. Absolutely agree with you, Jeff. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what we're trying to prevent here, is this asymptomatic shedding, release of the virus. You're not really doing it for yourself in that moment. You're doing it for everyone else around you. And, and that's why I circle back also to saying, you know, public places. Like, I mean, imagine we're going to restaurants, we're going to bars, sporting events, concerts, our children going to schools, all these things. I mean, are we fully comfortable that people who are not showing any symptoms They shouldn't be wearing a mask or some sort of face cover because they could be shedding this virus. And on we go. The circle continues. We keep progressing. We keep passing it on. And we don't actually take care of the the spread of the virus. The vectors continue. People keep carrying it and the transmission continues.
0: Joined by our medical expert, Dr. Lucas, going over some of the latest medical news regarding COVID-19. And some unsettling news, Lucas, uh, out of South Korea today, it suggests that when it comes to COVID, it might not be one and done, that there's some evidence that uh, some people are actually getting reinfected with COVID-19?
1: So this is interesting. I I honestly have been doing a lot of research about like immunity and our recovery and, and what's happening with reinfection. And so South Korea essentially reported that there was 91 patients who at one point were infected. Then they tested negative, and then they later retested positive. So the natural question is, can you get reinfected? And all I can tell you, Jeff, is that most scientists and myself, we fall into this this bracket of thinking that it's not likely that you're getting reinfected. But in fact, what's happening is the tests are not perfect. I mean, I don't want to tell you that the test is not 100% perfect, because that's unsettling. But the test is maybe 70% predictive, meaning there's a 30% false negative rate. So here we have someone who's been infected, maybe gets tested, and it's falsely reported as negative. It's still positive. The tests are not perfect. That's why the testing is really, really important. So that's part one. The other part is the infection may wax and wane a little bit. What do I mean by that? There are certain moments where you might have more virus in your system. So when you swab in that particular moment, of course, it's going to be positive. But you may swipe or swab in a moment where... The virus has kind of gone downhill in your body and it's temporarily subsided, but now it's reemerged, you know, a week later because you haven't fully gotten rid of the virus. So there's so much we still have to learn about this. But I would I would urge caution that it's less likely that you're getting reinfected. It's more likely that the tests were falsely negative at one point or that the virus levels within the body have kind of waxed and then gone back up again.
0: Yeah, that's such an important point that the testing really at times is inconclusive. And I guess there's a thought uh, with those tests in South Korea where people reportedly have been reinfected that that testing might have just, I guess, to your point, picked up fragments of an earlier exposure, some, uh, some you know, part of COVID-19, if you will, or the virus that's still left in someone's body.
1: Correct. Yeah. And, and I mean, like this goes, I mean, the next question is, is there cross reactivity? If we've had another virus, does that impact our testing now. So there's a lot of stuff we don't know. That's why we're, I mean, the the scientific community around the world, Jeff, is all banding together to try to figure this out. Everybody, all research in our hospital has stopped from whatever we do in our particular specialties, and everybody is putting their heads together into COVID-19. So I think we're going to have more answers as the months come. And and this is just another thing. The testing really needs to improve. It really needs to keep going. And, And once we have those answers, I'm sure we'll be providing them.
0: Yeah, it's all hands on deck when it comes to understanding this virus and, of course, uh, finding some sort of a antidote uh, as well. Dr. Lucas, appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Jeff. Stay safe out there.